morning, good morning. Welcome to Coffee Talk with Soy, your new morning show, where real talk happens every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Good morning, good morning. How y'all doing? How y'all doing in the cafe? Are you ready for some hot and steamy conversation this morning? What you drinking on? What you sipping on? Call me a macchiato. That's my favorite beverage right there. That's how I get my day started. Hot and steamy. My mother and I had a fantastic relationship. This, this is Stephen, and I just wanted to share. You should always be in a place where you're celebrated. Life is too short to stay somewhere tolerated. If you cannot help a person, don't hurt them, especially with women. It's just whole essences to bring out the best in other people. Something that touches other people, and that's what your show does. It doesn't. It's not just conversation as you started. It actually has a purpose.
I'm giving them birthday pajamas and birthday workouts. These tight fitting pants that they both should be able to wear by now. <laughs> and um, and a cute little top of no with it. So a little workout here, but anyway, shout out to my birthday girls, aka birthday twins, Cheryl Pose and Gordon. He's doing happy birthday, ladies. I love you. Thank you for being a friend, and thanks for your continued support all the time. And so happy birthday to everyone out there who's celebrating um, their birthday. Find something unique and different to do to celebrate you. Even in this time, you're still important, but celebrate your life and, and be thankful that, that you do have it. So I'm anxious to see what this birthday tour is going to look like. I hope they're working on something virtual. That would be cute, y'all. So yeah, y'all work on that, and uh, once they post it, I'll, I will share it. Um, also, I want to recognize all healthcare essential workers who are out there doing what they can to save lives, even at the risk of their own. So we love them. If you are a family member or a supportive of any essential worker, support them as, as best you can, and you be careful and, and be safe, you know, be safe. Um, all those who are also financially impacted by that, um, let's, let's pray it up to them. There is, I want to shout out to, um, what is the name of this company? They are doing some amazing things, and they are constantly reaching out to their employees. They're having um, food banks for them. They're having resources for them, and they're constantly sending out uh, bold. Bold, I want to shout out to Bold for what they do for their employees. They are, um, you know, they are definitely trying to take care of them as, as best they can, as well as other companies. So, um, definitely um, want to lift those up in prayer who have been financially impacted by this and have lost loved ones, okay? Um, I was talking to my daughter the other day who lives in Thailand. She's being safe and being sheltered in place as well. Um, and um, I was asking her, did she uh, watch the news? And she was, you know, she's watching. She's like, Mom, I'm not watching every time the news come on, you know? I don't want to know that the numbers are rising, and, you know, she's giving me her take on the why she's not watching every news segment. And I know that there, there are some of us who are watching every news segment, and every, each time the numbers raise in them, they um, reach a new height of insecurity and fear. I know people like that. But what I'm saying is that we want to make sure we have the facts. Knowledge is power. And so you may see the numbers rising, and you may know, um, for those of us who are paying attention, that, well, the numbers are rising because there's really more tests. But, you know, still more and more being affected. We hope that that shelter in place is going to decrease those numbers. But we do want to be aware of what's happening. It doesn't have to trigger your anxiety, but it does allow you to have knowledge. And knowledge is power. So it's all about facts, not fear. Just being aware of what's going on and using your knowledge is power. Because if you know things are worsening, you would be taking chances of going outside. There are, there are young people who are continuously being um, in social gatherings um, in places or, or gatherings at other people's homes and stuff like that. Even still, you just don't know who people are coming in contact with. You don't know how long they may be carrying something. So definitely, please, 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 if you can't shelter in place, please use social distancing to ensure that you do not get exposed to this awful, awful
because that's what it's all about, right? Being informed. Well, today, people, um, for those of you who've been listening and following and checking out my website or the show page, um, you um, may see that I'm talking about issues that are affecting us um, with this whole pandemic um, thing that's going on. Last week, we talked about um, protecting your assets and your loved ones. We talked about wills and states and things like that so people can begin to um, make sure that um, their assets are covered and they understand um, what what can happen um, if they're not. Well, um, today, um, I want to talk about life insurance. Back on. I'm here. That should go. So, um, as I was saying, so it's um, auto insurance, right? We have auto insurance because a lot of times the laws mandate that we have it, right? And depending on the driving history, um, depending on uh, the type the type of car you have, and all those things, facts, and where you live, and some other criteria factors into the rate that you are being um, are offered, right? And we pay that rate, right? We're going to let it. So let's pay $67 or, you know, especially if you're a veteran, you get some good rates, right? You're a veteran. But if not, you um, may be subjected to other high rates for insurance. And we pay it $200. Some people's car insurance is just as much as their car note or more for car insurance. And I'm thinking, like, oh, my God, if we're investing this much money, and our cars, how much are we putting aside for ourselves? So if you can pay $200, y'all, for a car, to insure your car, you can definitely pay $50 a month to insure yourself. Your life is much more valuable than your vehicle, right? So that's what I thought. That, that's how I brought this rationale to myself. It may work for you. Use it if it works. If not, don't worry about it. I got something else for you. So we get a car, right? We insure our car. So that in the event that most times we have to insure it, there's a portion of it needs to be insured in the event that something happens to the other driver, right? And then we want to ensure that we insure ourselves. So I started looking at my, my life insurance, especially when I decided to leave my corporate place of employment, and that's when it got real. So we work for a company, and um, I'm from D.C., and then what we do in D.C. is um, you, you get a good old government job, you, you know, is to buy security. Um, and uh, most times we work um, in a place that insures us, right? They take life insurance on us, right? And uh, most times we don't have to pay anything. If you do, it's 5 $7 or something like that. Before individual person will come to break, right? The company will insure you. Well, do you know that upon your death, they get a benefit, a financial benefit. Did y'all know that? Did you also know that, of course, when you leave the company, you no longer have life insurance, so you could have been within 10, 15 years, you know, and, or 10 years or five years, and you leave the company, that life insurance is not transferable. It does not go with you. And if you started there 20, 25, you worked there 10, 15 years, and you are 35, 40, 50, going to get a new job. Now you have to get a life insurance, and now it's more expensive 
because of your age. I promise y'all I'm not lying. I just learned all this and it blew my mind. So what I did was decide that, you know what, why don't I get a specialist, someone who knows what they're talking about, but y'all, they don't believe it from me. So I got someone who knows exactly what she's talking about. She's been in this line of work for years. Um, she is the CEO of Core Financial LLC. Her company offers insurance and real estate services throughout the United States, not just Georgia, but throughout the United States. She also holds a dual bachelor's degree in finance and real estate from Georgia State University. She is a licensed agent, and her passion is helping people understand insurance and how insurance products can help you build wealth now and for the future. She specializes in life, health benefits, Medicare health plans, annuities, and real estate. And it is my pleasure to welcome to the cafe Karen Figgers, CEO of Financial Core Financial LLC. Good morning, Karen, and welcome to the cafe. How are you? I am great, Zoe. Good morning to you and your team over there. How are you this morning? Oh, we're sheltered in place um, and staying safe. How are you? I, I am great. Me and my cat are over here sheltered in place on my husband's at work today. Oh, he's an essential worker, so we're going to pray and lift him up, y'all. He's an essential worker. He's a hard worker, and he's those people. Yes. Absolutely, absolutely. So let's go ahead and get dive on in here. We have a few minutes left. Oh, we, 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 we don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. <laughs> Make sure that they, we don't miss nothing on this on this show. Okay. All right. So listen. So we promised y'all to give y'all some tips, and one of the things that I um, I told you all that I learned about um, health insurance was that um, when I left corporate America and decided to go out on my own and build my own business, that I cannot take that life insurance with me. And unlike Cobra and some of them other benefits that I thought I can carry over. That that one wasn't wasn't movable. I couldn't transfer it. I had to start a new policy. I was devastated, right? Tell me how devastated I was, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you definitely caught me with a lot of questions, and that's good because I like everyone, you know, to be transparent. There is no shame in, you know, not understanding this. You know, a layperson, if this isn't your field, life insurance can get very, very confusing. And what I loved about it is you called me and said, look, I don't know anything about this. This is my situation. This is my age. You know, and this is what I need. Can you help me? And I said, absolutely, absolutely, that is not a problem. And as we shared in our conversation, you know, some families may be, you know, a little more savvy or know this subject, you know, more than others. You know, like I was sharing with you, my mom always told me and my sister, you know, always have life insurance. She said that when we were little girls, even though we didn't know what in the world she was talking about. And I might be dating my age, but remember I shared with you that the Allstate man would come every month to pick up, you know, the check for the car insurance and for the life insurance. Thank her, you know, in retrospect, because she shared with me, you always need to have your own life, life insurance, no matter if you have a job or whatever, so when we got of age, we were what was called writers on her policy when we were young, and then when we became of age, she had us both sit down with the insurance man and said, hey, you're off of my policy now. You're an adult. Sit down with him so you can understand this. 
and that's how I understood you know, life insurance and also understood, you know, that I needed my own policy outside of employment. Now, so for, um, I know one of, the, one of the questions that Karen kept asking me was, what is, what is it that you want the policy to do? And I'm like, well, I want I want a policy. And we just pick numbers because we think it looks nice or, or you know, um, that we should, it's standard. Whether you have ten thousand or fifty thousand or a hundred thousand dollars, you just pick this number. And when you start actually looking into what it's going to cost, um, whether it's going to be life or term, then that factors into what you, um, what policy you should pick and what the amount should be. So for me, here's an example. So um, not only do you kind of want to leave your kids something, you know, if if you pass away, but what I didn't or don't want my children to do is let's say I say I'm going to get a hundred thousand dollar policy, right? Um, and if I die, I have two kids, so 50-50 goes to them. No, that's not what I want. You know what I mean? What I want is I want my affairs to be taken care of. So, for example, we live in a home. Whether you say rent or mortgage, or something, if you don't come back home tomorrow, right, so that we all need within two so we come back home. And as we know that things are happening, you know, um, to our surprise, unexpectedly, that don't look like what it used to. I keep saying this. That don't look like what it used to years ago where you age and you sit in the mm-hmm. hospital and people can see if you got time. No, there are car accidents. There's COVID-19. You leave home and you don't come back. You know, you there, there's random shootings. We leave home and we do not come back. Kobe left home to go to a basketball game. He did not come back. Y'all, we do not always come back home. I don't know how I can stress this, but in the event that we don't, what is your family to do and what do you want to happen? You have a voice now that you're here, you know, and you can speak to that, put things in place to make these things happen. So if I do not come back home tomorrow, I want to lose my house in 30 days. So I will want my bills to be covered for, you know, 60 days. Get my daughters no time to get here. Take care of my affairs, that kind of thing. So how much money is that for you? So what is it all costing me to cover my house for 90 days, 60 days, three months? Okay. This was part of so, right? Mm-hmm. So absolutely. So, so what life insurance does is it replaces your income. That's what that policy is for. As you talked about a little bit earlier, we have car insurance, we have homeowner's insurance, and we have to have those things. If you have a mortgage and you have a car, those loans want to be protected. They're going to take care of their best interest. But what are you doing with yourself? How are you taking care of your family's best interest? So life insurance is something that we are absolutely going to use. We may have car insurance for 30 years and never have a car accident. You know, we may we have our homeowners insurance or renters insurance, and we may never get a claim, which is awesome. But unfortunately, we all are going to leave this earth. So life insurance is one payment that you are paying that you are definitely, or your family is definitely going to benefit for. And sometimes that's so unfortunate. Is that something that we don't think about? And in this new era of GoFundMe and all of these other things. It is, it's just very sad and disheartening when you see, like you said, a family member or a child pass away, and the family has no life insurance, and they're looking for the public 
you know, to help them with that, but they use their money on, on other things that aren't as important as your life, that you cannot replace your life. But one thing is so sad is that not only do you have to bury a family member unexpectedly, but also now you have to go around to family and friends to ask them to help pay for that burial. And, guys, that is not what it's for. We have to make sure we set our affairs up. And life insurance is one of the best ways you can do that. That is one of the best ways you can leave generational wealth to your family as well as take care of those needs. So that's why when you have a life insurance policy, the insurance company allows you to be able to get 10 to 15 times your income. I'm going to say that again. You're able to purchase a policy 10 to 15 times of your annual income depends on your age. So as I was sharing with you, Soy, you know, especially if you are not the owner of a company, if you're an employee, which is fine, but if you're an employee, you cannot leave your job, you know, to your children if you pass away. You just can't do that because you don't own the company. But what you can do is you can leave them that generational wealth. Employee, and you make $50,000 a year. Okay, that's fine. But again, you can't leave them your job. But what you can do, you can leave them up to $750,000 of life insurance. And that's 15 times what your income. So I'm sure they will be able to take care of their needs, pay off the home, be able to set that money aside, you know, for your children's college and those affairs. So this is a policy that you can definitely, definitely use, and it needs to be part of your household budget. And how you start with that is what I do is I do what's called a needs analysis. I cannot know what your needs are, you know, unless I know what you need. So that was our first conversation like I had with you. You know, what is your goal? Do you currently have life insurance now outside of your job? And like you mentioned in the intro is that that's great if you do, but technically that is not your life insurance because, as you mentioned, if you leave that job, nine times out of ten you can't take it with you. Or even if you retire, most companies will allow you to leave, but you leave with only $10,000. If you've gotten two or three or four times your salary while you're there, great. Take, you know, do that while you're there. But when it's time to leave, you can't take that with you. And life insurance is based on your age and it's based on your health. I'll say that again, your age and your health. And I see so many people, as you mentioned earlier, that, that stayed at a job 20, 30 years, and now it's time for them to leave and they have heart issues or had cancer or all of these preexisting conditions, and now they no longer qualify. And if they do qualify, it is so expensive that they end up just getting what we call a final expense policy, just $10,000, 20000 just enough to bury you you know, which is okay, you know, you're taking care of those needs and you're not leaving them on a family member. But again, guys, this is something that we can use to create wealth for generations. And, and, and I'm telling you, I, I think it's, it's unfortunate as it is. I think that um, people who do, um, I mean, it's great if you just have a final expense policy, $10,000 a minimum. It's enough to get you cremated, take care, you know, take care of your affairs. And um, you've got to maybe shut down your place of residence within that month because you already paid. You know, then families do what they have to do. But do we really have to do this? And is this what you want? That's what's most important. This is what you want. You know what your options are? Fine. But you do not have to settle for this. This, 
this does not have to be your last resort. You do have the power of making other decisions now. And so that is kind of what I want to drive. If you don't get nothing else from this, Karen got more for you, but if you don't get nothing else from me, I just want you to know that you have the opportunity to get, be informed and decide what you want to happen to you. Absolutely. You know, and it's just a conversation. And, you know, I would love, like I said, to talk with your guests afterwards. And it's okay if you don't have any insurance right now or not sure what you have. It's a conversation, and it's a conversation that must be had. As you mentioned earlier, you know, people looking at the news and looking at the body counts, 15,000, 16,000 people that have passed away in as little as, you know, 30 to 45 days. You know, their families already have to deal with the tragedy of losing a loved one unexpectedly. But now, you know, do they have life insurance? Where are their affairs? Did they tell someone in the home, you know, where those essential papers are? You know, do they have a um, safety deposit box or it's at home? Does your family know where the key is? Those are things that are very important. You have to let your family know where your affairs are. I was fortunate, you know, that my mom, you know, and dad had life insurance, and my mother was a secretary, you know, for 30 years, so everything was in order. She was like, this is the safety deposit box key if I pass away. This is my lockbox. This is this, and so on and so forth. Dad, you know, (laughs) was a rolling stone, so his stuff was everywhere, but I had a copy of his life insurance policy. And unfortunately, my mother and my father uh, passed away five days apart from each other. My dad passed first, and five days later, while I was at my father's funeral, my mother died. You know, so just dealing with that sudden, unexpected tragedy for both of them, you know, just out of the blue was just mind-blowing. And then the fact that now I have to bury two parents within a week apart each Saturday, if I did not know where all the financial paperwork was, I would have lost my absolute mind. You know, so it it is just, it was devastating, and I just, I, I got over it, you know. I'm still here, but being able to know that I can bury both of them, you know, with dignity, respect, have everything in order, know where all the documents were, uh, made it, you know, so much easier. And when you're the beneficiary of a life insurance policy, that money is also tax-free. So that's another benefit to having a policy is that that money you do not claim on your taxes because when you pay your life insurance premium, you pay that with after-tax dollars. So Lord knows, instead of the money, I would love to have my mother and father here. But to know that they set me up for, you know, with the policies that they had in place, I was I was able to not work for almost two years, and I just had my daughter. So I was really able to spend those first two years at home with her, you know, because I had enough money to live on. Karen, you know, all this time I did not know that um, <laughs> that you lost both of your parents that way and, and such um, within a, five days apart. Yeah, it was the week after 9-11. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> you and me both. <laughs> you and me both. That was two phone calls I did not want, you know. It, it was just absolutely devastating, you know. But I had a little one-and-a-half-year-old, you know, Kennedy, and, and she, I tell you, saved my life. Oh, my goodness, because 
I just had to do what I needed to do, but I did not have to worry about money. I paid my car off. I bought a condo. You know, I just, I, they really did, you know, walk the walk and talk the talk. And I make sure I tell my daughter she knows where everything is in case something happens. And I'm sharing with her, she's only 20, and I'm showing her how she can use life insurance to set up her retirement. So it's no longer policies that you have to use with death. I tell my clients now because people are living longer, you have life insurance policies that have critical illness and chronic illness riders on that. So you're able to pull money out of your policies while you're still alive if something happens to you and you need, you know, some money. If you have a heart attack, you can pull $50,000 out. You know, you can stay at home or go to rehab and recover without having to rush back to work. You can really take care of yourself. It is some great things out here, guys, and I tell you, it, it, it is a blessing. It is an absolute blessing. As you see, I have a passion for this business, and I'll do everything I can to make sure you and your family are set up. Karen, what do you think? Um, I know one of the things that um, <laughs> Karen, Karen asked me, I'm telling you, we, we, I, I know she probably had to, um, after her sessions with me, sit down and pray or have a beverage or something because I had questions. I had scenarios, and I mean, I want to do my own policy. I want to do this one a little bit of that one, <laughs> and, and put it together. And then she kind of like, what, what do you want this to do? And, and this just stands out um, with me because <laughs> it may be helpful for someone. But um, I broke it down and I explained that. Um, and she said to me, like, so there, there are policies that we can for, and um, let's say you got a 20-year policy, right? And after 20 years, the policy expires, right? So I was like, okay, mm-hmm. well, where's my money? I was like, well, where's my money that I paid into the policy? What's going to happen to that premium, you know, that I've been paying for 20 years and I survived it? <laughs> so she explained that there's some policies that we can get that can roll over. And then sometimes whatever that premium is, you may can pull that out and use that as your to handle your, um, yeah. in the, in the, and handle your death. I was like, like, I was afraid to say it. Handle your death. <laughs> and they meant, after, yeah. And they meant, after, so, so sure, that is, to, to Karen, with those who are concerned Absolutely. about it, they're, they're watching their money like me. Absolutely. Yeah, there, and without going into too, too detail, there are three types of main policies. You have what's called term, whole life, or permanent insurance, and universal. So term life is what if you have if you say I have insurance on my job, that's what you have is term. They do not give you a permanent policy or a whole life policy, your employer would not pay that much money. So a term, and that's nothing wrong with a term. My husband and I have a big term policy. Term, excuse me, allows you to purchase insurance for a certain amount of time. So it's a you can have a, a annual term, that means it'll go up a little bit every year. You can have a ten year term, twenty year or thirty year term depending on your age. Term allows you to buy a lot of insurance for a little bit of money. And, again, that depends on your age. So when I use that example as you can get a $750,000 policy, you can get that, you know, maybe $50, $60 a month, again, depending on your age, maybe $30 a month or 20 again, depending on your age. So that allows you to get a large policy. So if I'm talking with a family and say they have a small child or two children, 
um, use that same example, $50,000 a year. They want to get a large policy like that because what does it do? Again, it replaces your income. If you pass away, someone has to take care of your child from age 2 to 22, and I always assume, you know, four years of college or some type of um, additional education. So that's how you get that number, 20 years times, you know, their annual income. But term, quote, unquote, expires at a certain time. It doesn't necessarily expire, but that amount of premium that you're paying. So if I talk to a client, they'll say, yeah, I have a term policy, but it lasts to age 95 or it lasts to 100. Yeah, technically it does, but you purchased it for 20 years. So if you're paying $40 a month, for example, for 20 years, at the end of that 20 years, that policy is going to jump to about $600 a month because it's going to be based on your age at the time that that 20 years is over. So if you look at your policy, what's called your declaration page, it will tell you what that policy is going to jump to at the end of that 20 years. And at that time, people normally just let that policy go because who's going to pay six, $700 a month? That's why you need a term policy, which gives you a lot of insurance, and then you also need a permanent product, which can be, you know, a smaller $50,000, $100,000, whatever, whatever you can afford. So once that term ends, your children are grown, everything is taken care of, your house is paid for, or just about, you know, they don't need all of that income, and then you have that permanent policy or that whole life to take care of those final expenses and some of those things that you want your family to have. So that's your term. Your whole life, again, it's that permanent policy. Now, with your whole life, you can either pay for it your whole life or you can reduce those payments. You can get, depending on the policy, you can have it set to it pays to 865, or you pay to 865, the premium. You can also do a 10-year, 20-year, and 30-year whole life, which means you pay the premium off, pay that policy off, but you still have it. So it's not like the term that you pay for it for 30 years and that, that policy is done. Whole life, you pay for it for that certain amount of time if it's set up that way, but that policy remains in place. And that's what I did for my daughter when she was two. I bought her a $50,000 10K life. So I paid that policy off by the time she was 12. And the policy is still in effect. And because it has dividends, it's steady increasing. And then this last part is universal life. You have what's called a regular universal life, an IUL, which is an index universal life, a GUL, which is a guaranteed universal life, and a VUL, which is a variable universal life. So, again, so don't go into so much detail. That's a term policy as well, but you can get that one to set to the age you designate for. So that's a good policy for someone who didn't buy a whole life, just say early when they were in their 20s or 30s, and now in their 50s or so, and it's really expensive, but you can get that policy with a little bit less expensive if you want to get a larger policy. And in the last thing, story, you talked about the term. They also have a term that's called a return of premium. So that means if you did do a, just say, 20-year term or 30-year term and you didn't pass away within that time frame, at the end of that expiration time, that 20 years, they will give you back all of your money. So that's a good deal as well. And my husband and I have that policy also. So we can get something to fit whatever your needs are. That's the first thing is to find out what your needs are. And then I can design something around that. Good information, good information, y'all. And don't worry about it, it was a mouthful. I'm, I'm taking notes and I'm going to update the Facebook page to give y'all <laughs> some of those tips so that 
call her or call another insurance um, person um, to help you with those decisions and understanding what's best for for you. Um, Karen, tell them, um, share your email information and your website so those can reach you in the event that they want to um, look further into what's best for them. Absolutely. Again, my name is Karen Stiggers. My phone number is 404-246-9493. And my email address is my first name, Karen, at my first and last name, KarenStiggersAgency.com. So that's Karen, K-A-R-E-N, at. K-A-R-E-N-S-T-I-G-G-E-R-S-A-G-E-N-C-Y.com. Karen at KarenStiggersAgency.com. And my website is www.corefinancialgroup.org. So corefinancialgroup.org. .org. And I will give you a free PIR, which is a free personal insurance review. Oh, you know, one thing I just thought about, Karen, before um, we, we so Also, I was surprised mm-hmm. to learn that when when she was doing a needs analysis on me, um, she mentioned that um, there's some information that has to be verified about me, and there's a place in which they check this information. Kind of like a credit report, right? <laughs> and um, what do we call the like, what? What, yes, what is the name of that? The yeah. The insurance company does a couple of things. They do, uh, once they get the app information on your application, you know, they need to make sure it's true. So they're going to do an MIB report, which is, is short for Medical Information Bureau. So when you go to the doctor and you get your call, you know, and they're writing or typing in all the things you say that's right or wrong with you, or, your, your, you know, when you get your blood work done, your blood pressure and all of that stuff, that's input it's input in you know, your doctor's office. So that is your information bureau. So it's called an MIB report, which is a medical information bureau. So you want to make sure those things are right. So when you go to the doctor, you know, and they give you that printout, don't just grab it and walk out. Read it and make sure what you said in there is in there because some, they put something in there that if you come in and say, you know, I'm having chest pains and someone type in there you had a heart attack, that's going to affect you trying to get life insurance because you did not have a heart attack. If you didn't, you just had chest pain. So make sure that information is correct. So they'll do an MIB report. Depending on how large you want your life insurance policy, they're going to do a a motor vehicle report, an MVR, because if you have a lot of tickets and a lot of accidents to an insurance company, you're higher risk of killing yourself, you know, of being killed in an accident. So they're going to check. And they will do a credit report, again, depending on how much life insurance you want. And then they'll also do an EKG or blood work or urine work, again, depending on how large that policy is. Usually if it's under a quarter million dollars, they won't do so much. But, again, that also depends on your age and what type of policy you want. That they are going to verify, you know, and check, check you out. <laughs> before they think about it, they're on the hook. If if Soy, if you say okay, I want a um, one hundred fifty thousand dollar policy, and it's 
$50 a month and you make one payment or two payments and heaven forbid have a car accident and pass away, you've given the insurance company $100 and now they have to cut a check for $150,000. That's a lot of money. So they are going to protect themselves to make sure what you said on that uh, application is true. And that just makes sense. It's business, y'all. And, and as she said, it's they're business. Going to protect themselves. <laughs> so they themselves. And, you know, and they, they have life insurance on us as employees because it is a, um, they're trying to insure their business. And and not only do they um, have insurance on us for our life, but it's factored into the loss of business that they lose an employee. So they cover. Now, if they see the value of covering us, got to see the value in covering us as well and making sure that in the event of our death, that the benefit goes where we want it to go, and that's to our family members. Um, so, let, and to take care of our final arrangement so that we're not on um, social media or, or looking for others to kind of help with that. I mean, it, it's heartbreaking, you know, and it can be a embarrassing for those. Absolutely. Go ahead, Karen. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, I was saying absolutely. I said everyone takes care of business, unfortunately, sometimes, but but us, you know, and as we've seen it now as this pandemic, you know, plays out. Like we said, the car companies, the homes, your employer, they're going to make sure that, that you're covered, but they're not making sure that you're covered. They're making sure that they're covered as well as I was sharing with Soy um, Back in the day, and I don't know if any companies are still doing this, that they will have life insurance. Not only you can get it for your employer, but they'll have it on you as well. You know, so if you pass away, they also have a policy. Remember, it's something in it for them because they're paying the premium. So don't think that that life insurance is just for you and your family. It's for the company as well because they need that income to now replace you you're, you're you. They need to replace you. They need to replace you in that seat. So they're going to have insurance to be able to have the salary to place you as an employee. And that's one thing that I try to I talk to so many small businesses about. They don't know about what's called key man insurance, and that's very important. As we see now, fifty percent of the businesses out here are small businesses, which have under really ten twenty employees. So what happens if your key person no longer there? I have a girlfriend that has two clothing stores, and, again, she may have, like, four or five employees, and she has her main person, her manager. And I told her, I said, do you have life insurance? I'll just say, use her name, Tina, for example. I said, do you have life insurance on Tina? And she said, no, I I don't have it. I'm sure her family does. I said, no, I said, Tina is your, your manager, your, your store manager. This is your main person. You're not at the office every day. You're well, the, the clothing store. You're not at the shop every day. Tina is the one that runs your stores. How much is Tina's salary? Oh, her salary is, you know, 40000 I said, okay, I said, you need to have a key man insurance policy on Tina for at least two to three times her salary. So what is that, guys? That is life insurance on your key person. I told her, get at least $100,000 life insurance on Tina. So what does that do? Heaven forbid, Tina passes away. You got a couple of things. Now you have two years' worth of Tina's salary in place because you have to hire another Tina. 
right? You have to hire your office manager because you're not at the office. So now you have her income or her salary in place in your bank account to be able to get someone else to fill those shoes. And you have some money now to give to her family besides just, you know, a, a, a condolence card or a sympathy card. You can actually send, you know, Tina's family, you know, whatever you choose to do, you know. So not only was she a great employee, but you're able to bless her family with some money that is 100% tax-free, and now you have the money in place to be able to now hire someone in that position. So don't look at that as I'm profiting off of my, you know, employee dies. No, guys, this is business. You're going to have a disruption in your business. So now you're able to put somebody in that place and also keep your business afloat. Very important. And I tell you, nine times out of ten when I talk to small business owners, they have never even heard of key man insurance, or call it key man, key person insurance. It's real, Soy. It's real. <laughs> it, it is definitely real, and I think that um, yeah. I think we're getting we're getting it. I think we're getting it, and um, and and I hope we're getting it, and we're doing something about it. Let's, let's um, flatten the curve. Um, let's get ahead of the game, um, <laughs> so that you know we, we plan for our future. You know, um, it's real talk. It's real talk. Always on Soy. Always on Coffee Talk with Soy. So, um, Absolutely. You know, I I'm just thank you for for having topics like this because again and you know, unfortunately sometimes in our community we don't have these conversations. Or we have the old school, you know, parents or grandparents and they don't talk about life insurance. You know, they, they don't want to hear about this. You don't need to know where where their personal affairs are. And I think that has created, you know, generation after generation that this is a subject that's taboo, you know, that we don't talk about because no one, you know, realistically want to talk about their death. But it's life. Again, this is the only insurance that you are definitely 100% going to use, you know. So this is something that needs to talk, you know, needs to have these conversations. And I see our generation doing, you know, doing much more, but still, it's a lot of people that I know that not only not know where their parents' paperwork is, they don't even know where theirs are. You know, first question I ask is, what type of uh, life insurance do you have? And people do not know. And we we got to fix that. You know, it, it's okay if you don't know today. But guess what? Hopefully once this is over, you guys will start pulling up your policies and taking a look at that. And if you get it and don't understand it, that's okay. That's what I'm here for. It doesn't matter if it's with another company. This is what I do. So I'll be able to read it and explain that to you. So do not be embarrassed about not knowing what you have or not having enough insurance. Most of us do not have enough life insurance that we really need to have to take care of our families. But we have to start with something, guys. We cannot be on GoFundMe. Please help me bury, you know, my mom, my sister, my brother. We we can do we can do better than that, and it's not that much money, you know. So we we can take care of those things. So the first thing is to know what type of policy you have. You know, and then know when that policy ends. So if it's a term policy, take a look at it. Know when that policy ends. If it's a whole life policy, know what type of whole life. Is it, again, a policy that you have to pay your whole life, or is it set up to be paid off at a certain time? 
If it's a universal policy, you need to know what type of universal. How long have you had that policy, and have you started adding money to that policy? Because with a universal life policy, you need to increase those payments or that policy will lapse. And a lot of people don't know that. They've gotten into those policies because it was dirt cheap and never increased that premium. And then when every year when your insurance company sends you that annual review, how many of us get the mail, open it, look at it, have look at it, you know, put it in a drawer and had no idea that policy said three years ago, okay, you need to start increasing those payments or that policy is going to lapse, you know. And if you do have life insurance, have what's called a personal insurance review. At least every three years, you need to sit down with your insurance agent and look at that because your needs change. You know, you may have gotten married. You may have gotten divorced. You know, you may have added another child to your family. Your income might have changed. So you need to take a look at that. I've had quite a few, not quite a few, I had a couple of clients that gotten a divorce you know, and forgot to, to change their beneficiary. <laughs> so, you know, if they pass away, guess what? Hubby gets all of your life insurance, and that's a legal document, and that cannot be changed, you know. So take care of business, guys. Take a look at what at what you have. You know, now if you're, your finances are in order, which means, you know, you have at least $20,000 liquid, you know, in your bank account for your family to take care of your funeral expenses, then you may not need, you know, any life insurance or any additional. But you want to make sure you got those things taken care of. And and lastly on that, think about creating, you know, that generational wealth. Life insurance can definitely take care of your final expenses, but it can do so much more. I mean, so much more. Because I'm in the industry, I have set, you know, my family up on a good path. Um, So my daughter knows how the policies work. She knows how much she can add to it and what she'll be able to pull out at retirement or pull out to buy, put down on a a house or something like that. So I'm telling you, it's it's some creative stuff that you can do and, and really, 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 you know, take care of yourself forever. It is an additional stream of income if you set it up right, that you'll be able to have a nice income to retire on. Well, awesome, awesome information. Thank you, thank you so much, Karen. Hey, no, no more GoFundMe. Um, goodbye, GoFundMe, and let's get ahead of this game. Get in front of power, be informed, and get um, information um, so that we can handle our as you know, we, we are in some trying times. Um, the days ahead are uncertain. Um, and so what we do have is this moment. So I hope that um, these past few moments have been helpful to you, that you will share. Um, I mean, you've gotten some information from this or learned something um, from this segment. I would see some hearts, some thumbs up. Um, definitely share the page now. Share the page. Share the page. I'm going to also um, be running this a couple times this week for those who missed it, just to keep it on the forefront of social media so we can be um, informed about this. Um, What I love about um, my discussions with Karen is that she does not work for a certain company. So she's not with, like, um, Northwestern, Omaha Mutual, or some other um, institution. She is a broker, so she can find you products. Um, from a variety of um, insurance companies. 
So, um, but the name of her company is Core Financial Group. Her website is www.corefinancialgroup.org. She is an insurance broker, um, and so she can um, search different platforms to find you um, a good way um, to find you a good product, like a lender for a loan. Y'all know how that works, right? Well, home loans. So, yeah, <laughs> Absolutely. so we, we're going to turn this thing around. We're going to turn this around. Um, Vashon Mitchell, one of my um, good audience, I was listening to this song this morning because I was passionate about us turning this thing around. Let's turn it around, turn it around. Listen to that show. I mean, listen to that song today, um, inspired by me, um, sharing with you. Also, um, what's another one I like? Um, Tasha Cobb. Break every chain. You know, sometimes when I'm going through something and I need to make a decision or I need to change how I'm doing something because I'm realizing that it's not working, but sometimes we have these habits, I just kind of dive into music. I dive into messages. And I just keep playing them in my head. Keep playing Because sometimes we got to tell our stuff to do that. So um, when I don't have others around me to do that, I, I know I need to change some things. And I just dive into content or information. Music most of the time does it for me, and I just play the song over and over again, over and over. Sometimes I cross through it, y'all. It's okay, but when you have buried loved ones, or you have, um, you know, not made good decisions with your money, or maybe have had bad investments, whatever that thing is, you kind of you gotta turn it around. You gotta turn it around. You gotta do something different. And I hope that this segment is pushing you, urging you, encouraging you to do. Something different. I, I I was shocked when I had looked at how much money that I, I lost with with other investments or just kind of believing in a life policy that would be there for me, and it's not. You know, and I'm um, hurtful when you serve companies, you know, for years and been great employees and sacrifice your family, your time, being there for a company, and now to no fault to them, especially where we are now, companies are folding. They're not going to make it past this. COVID issue, and you may be affected by this, you know, not financially, maybe your health, but we just have to do better with getting in front of this and, and making sure that um, if and when our life expires, we are not, our families are not devastated and trying to put the pieces together. So, yes, minister to yourself, as Rock is saying on Facebook, whatever that may be, even at 100, we'll talk here on Coffee Talk with Soy. It's Resurrection Sunday coming up, so um, you know what that means. You know what that means, right, right? Whatever it means, you know, show up in place. Um, you know, serve who you serve. Um, I serve the mighty, amazing God. I'm serving him right now during this segment, and I will definitely be um, checking out the shows and services uh, on Sunday. So let's raise up some things in our life, and for the next few weeks, we'll be covering topics that are affecting us with COVID-19. Um, um, actually, let me see. Um, actually, we're doing um, a couple of segments. We're going to get up close and personal about some people who are having some challenges within their homes. So there's some communication issues going on. Um, families have been forced to be, you know, um, in, in the home where before, maybe one was working at night, one was working during the day, and now you're there, you know, <laughs> 24-7, and um, there are some issues that are percolating 
in the house. Things are brewing. There's not a lot of love within it. There's a lot of tension, um, maybe some yelling, some fighting. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about some coping skills and how you can kind of deal with that. You know, because some of you may not can't even talk about life insurance, but you can't even talk about what y'all are going to eat for dinner. So you can't even talk about life insurance or health insurance, you know, and that kind of thing, because you can't get through the day-to-day thing. So we're going to help with that, too. Yeah, so we're going to have some discussions and conversations um, for the next few weeks. But I tell you, we're going to turn this around, and we're going to come out of this whole thing on top. We're in this together. So happy Saturday. Enjoy the rest of your day. Stay in place. I'm in my place. You stay in your place. You want self in place and be safe. So y'all have a great weekend. Process this information. Share this information. Remember, unapologetically be you. Empower yourself. Love on yourself and love on others. Y'all have a good Saturday. Damn, I said a lot. That's a lot to say. <laughs> but I'm out of here. I'm out. Bye. I just love this show, Coffee Talk with Soy. That is your new morning show where real talk happens every Saturday at 10 a.m. I'd like to thank the listeners and the guests for joining me in the cafe today. What a wonderful time we had. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Don't forget to download the app, Coffee Talk with Soy, from your app store. It's available on iTunes and Google Play. Stay connected. Stay connected, folks, by visiting the website, coffeetalkwithsoy.com, as well as looking for us under your social media sites. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the name Coffee Talk with Soy. Remember, the size of the problem is never the issue. Remember, it's the size of you. Be great because you are awesome. Tell them Soy said so. Thanks for listening. Have a great week. Bye-bye.